Are you ready for the weekend yet? We have events, news, and a guest for you to enjoy this Lake Life weekend. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lake Life Weekend Podcast. This is Dirk. I'm your host and we are approaching weekend 38. Unfortunately, as we mentioned earlier, summer is over, but we have two seasons beginning. And uh, with uh, fall being the calendarial season and beautiful uh, change in color and pumpkin patches and corn mazes and cooler temperatures is being one season but I think the fifth season for many people is approaching which is hunting season in Germany the fifth season is carnival in the spring but uh, here we have uh, hunting season and I know a lot of people go out I used to do some upland game hunting and I will actually try to get out Oscar our little small Munsterländer who which is a pointer and retriever by um, breed and I think I will try to get him out and see what he can do this uh, season. It's his first year. He's only one year in a couple of weeks. So we will see how he performs. And uh, yeah, but we have John from Ultimate Outdoor Event Adventures. And we recorded a live podcast earlier at our expo this spring, which uh, I'm happy to uh, publish today. And um, I hope you will enjoy that with all the ins and outs. It's a TV format that you may have seen. I think they have their, their for close to 20 years. And um, I know that a lot of people are watching that show. So I'm glad that we captured the story a little bit behind the scenes and what they're doing and uh, to get you ready for hunting. We will come with um, a special with our friends, Mike Brown and Mike Carlson in the near future also about some more um, hunting tips for the upcoming season getting ready and get your property ready and all those things yeah well i don't want to keep this much longer from our interview please as always go to our website lakelifeweekend.com for more stories some pictures and our event schedule please feel free to share any of your events coming up and also email us with any ideas tips and also uh, our magazine is uh, coming this week so we will distribute that all over the place and then if you want one in the mail just send us a quick note to hello at lakelifeweekend.com with your address and we will gladly mail you the latest copy of our fall winter issue of Lake Life Weekend magazine. Well thank you for tuning in again and I won't keep this much longer. Here you go with John from Ultimate Outdoors Adventure. Have fun, have a great weekend ahead. Yeah, our next program is with John from Ultimate Outdoor Adventure. Hi, John. How you doing? I'm doing really well. Thank you. All right. And um, I would like to learn more about your hunting, your program. We just uh, heard uh, the young generation talk about YouTube and uh, yeah. uh, those things. And you have been establishing a uh, hunting program for yet 20 years yeah correct we're going on number 17 and i got uh hats off to those kids it's amazing nowadays what a phone and youtube channel and they're starting to run their cameras and they're editing 
those kids got 300 and some followers and for an old guy like me who just started uh, YouTube and you're understanding the digital media it's pretty amazing what kids can do nowadays but we're going on our year number 17 for filming and um, we've uh, done a regional based TV show out of Bismarck started this uh, because we all work full-time and we still work full-time and I'm a school teacher and a rancher and I didn't make enough money to go do the hunts that I wanted to do and um, it kind of fell in our lap we used to work on one of the first outdoor uh, um, websites fishing buddy and we did some things there TV station approached us we knew absolutely nothing about outdoor TV and started filming um, and we were all self-taught I've learned everything from YouTube and I think why we've done so well is that we just have a passion for the outdoors and the fact that we love to hunt and fish and we like to share it with other people and um, so from there it's kind of grown we've made a pretty good name in the industry um, a lot of people ask us why we don't go on to the national level and right now as you see with those kids um, a lot of things are going to the digital media and away from national TV and we've been lucky with our regional show that even if people drop their uh, cable TV they still have their local TV and we're on that local TV so um, let's backtrack to I'm not a hunter really I, uh, I have tried a couple times uh, pheasant and grouse hunting I do enjoy it I have a hunting dog but Hunting is a culture here and uh, a lifestyle and part of our um, yeah, adventure, personal adventures. Right. And you just mentioned you're a rancher uh, yep. and you wear a cowboy hat. Uh, you're, yep. you're very much the Western boy uh, that a, a, a European can imagine. I yeah. love that. Um, so you, you are um, a hands-on professional. You're a rancher, uh, but you have a passion for hunting. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and the hunting and then how... You, you said how you came to filming it. Okay, well, I was, I was lucky when I was a, a yonker, when I was a little kid. My dad um, loved to hunt and fish, and we grew up in the country. So we always had horses. Um, we always liked to play in the mud, play in the dirt, and we were exposed to hunting and fishing. That was a way of life for everybody in North Dakota. And my dad bought a ranch when we were younger, and it's something, believe it or not, back when I was a kid, I had long hair and um, tie-dye shirt and played a lot of sports and had a lot of fun but the ranching and, the, and uh, hunting was always part of me and as we got older um, you know we continued to hunt and fish and it's just a huge part of our life um, in North Dakota Minnesota the Midwest uh, there's a lot of people that you know they cut their teeth in the hunting by shooting a gopher we've just been those guys that have kind of gone beyond that we love to do any kind of hunting possible. We'll go anywhere we can. We're opportunists. Um, it's not about hunting private land or public land. We just love to hunt and fish. And right now I'm here by myself because my two business partners happen to be up in Canada and they're um, um, ice fishing right now. My daughter's back home calving out um, some cows with her boyfriend. So we've always kind of been those redneck um, North Dakota guys that just have always had fun and really haven't changed much in our life. We still work full-time. We all work, um, Kurt's in construction, Jason's a teacher, and myself, I'm a teacher, plus the ranch and the haying in the summertime, so we're always busy, but always thinking about hunting. Okay, and you, you fish and you, you hunt. 
big game up then like big game we will hunt we have we've hunted in africa we've gotten lucky to go over there um, we do a lot of um, archery hunting for bear antelope um, elk so a lot of big game that's our passion we used to do a lot more bird hunting when we were younger um, um, had dogs yellow labs so we did a lot of pheasant hunting and as a population of pheasants have kind of struggled a little bit in north dakota we've turned more to big game hunting but we'll do waterfall um, Kurt and Jason will fish. Jason fishes all summer long. So there's not much that we won't try or haven't done or will do. So we'll just keep going. And um, if there's an opportunity, we'll take advantage of it. And your TV program, uh, how is that organized? Or like, um, I mean, there must be a storytelling. There must be um, an idea. How, how do you create a TV show? I mean, is it document like how does that work? How do I come up with that? Well, you know, like I said, we knew nothing about putting together a TV show, um, and I mean absolutely nothing. So we just kind of asked a few questions, and like I said, I went to YouTube, started following some of those guys, and and TV has changed a little bit where there's a lot a lot of guys trying to do telling a story. We try to tell; it's hard to tell a story in 20 minutes of actual video time, and we try to show the the, the road trip packing headed down the road because that's part of it. We start planning, you know, months in advance and we enjoy that. Um, when we get in the truck together, we have five hours of windshield time. We enjoy that. Um, there'll be days where it's 14 hours in a ground blind sitting with your daughter. Um, no better time to catch up on things and she can't run away from me. So she's got to talk to me. Um, so it's been a, a big thing for me raising my kids and having two best friends getting to do it. You get to spend a lot of time together. And when we tell that story, we try to portray um, that it's just fun. It's fun being out there. We don't always kill something. Um, if we quit hunting every time we didn't kill anything, we'd have quit a long time ago because we spend a lot of time. Um, I figured out our bear hunting one time, and my daughter and I were on going on about 200 hours sitting in a tree stand and hadn't killed a bear. So that's part of hunting. And um, we still have fun. We still make shows out of it. So we try to let people know that it's not it's not always about the kill it's about the times the memories um, as a dad now my daughter's 21 the boyfriend is kind of taken over from dad's spot so my heart is kind of hurt a little bit she's supposed to be sitting next to me right now but she's with her boyfriend but i'm the guy that goes back home and i get to watch all the videos of all the time we spent together so it's a big part of hers in my life along with my friends so we try to show that we show that hunting in north dakota is a family sport it's a heritage it's what we've grown up with here and it is part of our culture so back when you began your tv program did you have a vision like looking at i always say 20 years but let's just assume 17 years later could you have imagined to create something like that because it is uh, not just a picture album it's a it's a not a reality show, but it is a reality show. You know what you have built and created. How do you feel about that? Well, I can tell you when we first started, our vision was if if we're lucky and anybody watches the show, it's going to be a positive. We said the worst case scenario, we'll get to look at this stuff when we're um, older and, and sitting around the house. So my vision wasn't much at the time but as we started going and we started building relationships with some of the the people in the industry um, it kind of created a monster and I enjoy it I like to see when we film I like to go home and sit at the computer and see what kind of story I can put together and see 
what it turns out like. And when someone comes up and, and says, you know, I just watched your show this weekend and you did a great job, um, it makes you feel good that you're doing something that people want to see. And, you know, like being here today, um, I've had at least a dozen people come by and say, you know, we love your show. We love watching it. Um, my dad watches your show all the time. And that means a lot to us. We have um, a younger generation that watches us. We have some older generation. We have ladies that don't even hunt that watch our show. So I guess um, after 17 years, we're, we're, we're pretty happy where we're at. I, I've always said if we had to quit tomorrow, um, it would be hard because I enjoy it. But we've had a, we're the number one watch and longest running TV show in North Dakota. So it's been a good run for us, but I want to keep doing it because I enjoy it so much. So you made a passion and a hobby hunting. Uh, um, you're not really living off it, but you made it a amateur level TV yeah. show. You, like, do you meet professionals also? I don't really know the At, industry. You mentioned yep. the industry a couple of times. So who do you connect to? Did you connect to over the past right. two decades? So the way it is, is when you look at the television industry, Right now, I always tell people, we are the superstars of the B team. We are not the A team. Um, we're not on the Outdoor Channel, but a lot of, we've been um, on some of the programs. We film with some of the, 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 the people that are on the Outdoor Channel, so we've had cameo appearances or hunted antelope with other shows. So right now, um, in the outdoor industry, we're no different, honestly, than a Michael Waddell or anybody at the top level as far as working with our sponsors they know who we are we're just not on the um the outdoor channel we're more of a regional show and we like that um we've always felt that we have that people can approach us they can come up to us at this show they've seen our show they can shake our hand and relate to us because they're no different than we are we're we don't consider ourselves to be professional hunters professional anything we're just average joe guys that love to hunt that like you said took our passion to another level and it made it possible for us to get to experience more hunting and fishing. Mm -hmm. And you, you want to keep going? Absolutely want to keep going. I'm not going to quit until the good Lord takes me home. And do you have, um, I mean, you probably increased your skills. You said you came from nothing. TV production is not part of your education. Nope. Do you have, um, I am sure you have improved over the time. You probably got Abs equipment yep. uh, that you purchased and grew. Uh, um, the quality grew. Uh, um, do you plan new uh, productions like you mentioned Africa? Is there something that you always wanted to hunt and that's coming up uh, um, uh, like a special? What you know and when you talk about it, it's kind of funny when you look back on your life um, I was a big athlete and I w actually pulled out some videotapes from back from when I was in high school and at the time you may have been an all-american at that time, but then you watch yourself compared to All-American today, it's a way big difference. And the same with the TV industry. When you start out, you know, TV 17 years ago, there was no drone footage. There was no um, HD cameras. There were no sliders or anything like that in the hunting industry. So we have progressed along with the hunting industry and um, the TV, you know, watch Star Wars sometimes. When you were a kid, you thought it was the, the coolest show you've ever seen. And when you watch it now as an adult, it wasn't quite as what you thought it was because technology and special effects have changed, and that's kind of changed and made it. So, like I said, those young men that you had, they, those guys flying drones and using 4K cameras, 
and slow motion cameras. Those are things when we started, we didn't have access to, but we have now have access to them. And so we follow suit with the rest of the industry. And we pride ourselves on it, that the fact that even though we're regional, our show is at the quality that they are. We could, pr we could put our show onto the Outdoor Channel and not have a problem with it. And as far as for us down the road for hunts, um, we end up kind of doing the same thing because we are limited on vacation time. We all, as a school teacher, I have the summer off, but there's not a lot of things to hunt in the summer. Um, that's why Jason fishes all summer. So for us, we usually do the same thing. We bear hunt, antelope hunt. Those are two things that we can do during summer break because one is in the springtime and one is in the, right before school kicks off. Um, we have some dreams. We want to go on an Alaskan moose hunt. Um, I'd like to go caribou hunting again. I'd like to take my daughter over to Alaska. So I still have a pretty big bucket list, but it's going to take a few more years of working till I retire that I'll have enough time to, to get to go on some of those trips because they take 10 days to go on those hunts where most of the hunts we're going on now are three and four day. So the furthest hunt, I assume, was Africa for you? Yep, we, uh, we were in Africa about six years ago, so that's a 15-hour flight across the ocean, which is amazing a plane can stay up that long. And um, it, was, it was an eye-opening experience. A whole, I mean, you're in a whole different country, um, whole different world, uh, driving down the road and getting pulled over by the local police and getting sh um, shook down and have to pay money just to keep going. So it was, it, it was interesting. Okay, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, and, and again, it's a lot of people go over there. It's, it's Again, I would like to go to a lot of places. Uh, I'm not a big traveler, but if there's uh, a pot of gold, which would be an animal for me to go hunt, I will go there. Um, New Zealand's another place. There's, there's a lot of opportunities out there that we haven't ever um, even tapped into. And uh, you have hunted in Europe? Uh, never no? been to Europe. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, we have a different hunting culture. It's 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 it like yep. uh, hunting in in America is so normal. It's just part of what we do. Uh, yeah. um, in Europe, not so much. It's um, yeah. We we're pretty proud in America to be God, guns, and country, and um, everybody totes a gun. Everybody hunts. Um, you know, that's pretty much the way I was raised. And 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 again, it's our culture. And I'm not saying I told you earlier. I said we're. We're pretty proud to be an American and have it the way we have, and sometimes it may come off a little harsh, but we're still the wild, wild west in some places, and um, you can go down to Wyoming and walk down the street, and everybody's strapping a six-shooter or a nine-millimeter to their hip, and that's the way the town rolls, and, um, you know, that's just part of our country, and it's the part I guess I love. I love the freedom. Sure. Yeah. No. It, it makes sense to you. It, it's, yep. it's definitely it's, and it's different for someone coming from another country. I've not been to to Germany. Um, not been over to Europe. So I and I'm I'm one of those guys that I have really no desire to, just because I'm not a traveling person. I'd love to see the countryside, but I have so many things I want to do that revolve around um, seeing the United States and some of the places I haven't seen here. So I would like to. F first go to those and then maybe 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 head across seas sometime again how many different species do we have in in north, north dakota America? that we hunt uh, i mean bear well, we, we, in north dakota the the season we we have bear but we don't have a season for bears we just don't have a big enough population here in, across the border in minnesota they do but we have the uh, north american antelope we have white-tailed deer mule deer deer um mule deer deer um, elk, 
bighorn sheep, moose. So we have, North Dakota is one of those places that we say is like a hidden gem. We have some of the greatest hunting and fishing um, in the United States, and we you try to keep it quiet, and I guess guys like me don't keep it very quiet because we're producing a TV show and talking about what we have here in North Dakota. And, um, you know, we, everybody, North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, we value that wildlife and the opportunities we have to hunt. And um, sometimes we find ourselves in a position where we promote ourselves out of our own places to hunt because sometimes our job is to promote the outdoor industry. And um, I want people to hunt and fish. And sometimes the places we've hunted and fished, we have no longer room for us anymore because we've promoted them. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Yeah. But we have a lot of opportunities right here in North Dakota, Minnesota for hunting. I did not know we have antelope. I yep. did not know we had moose too much. Is there, um, like, let's say I'm a city boy, um, even if I am a Fargo resident, which is city, obviously, yep. Um, is there services? Is there like, do you guide hunts? We, we don't guide hunts, but there are outfitters and guides in North Dakota, Minnesota that if you, um, you know, a lot of times people don't have the time. They have money. They don't have the time to go spend 10 days scouting and doing the things. So they'll hire a guide and outfitter and you're paying a guide and outfitter to do the homework for you. And it's not a bad way to go. So for somebody in town, that has never been on an antelope hunt, if they want to go on an antelope hunt, they can research it. They can give us a call. We can point them in the right direction to find somebody that they'd be comfortable with to go on an um, outfitted hunt. So there's there's a lot of opportunities out there. It's sad. Some of them have to do with money and, and, um, and private land and things like that, but there's a lot of public land that a person can go hunt on. And what I tell anybody when they're a first-time hunter or just learning how to hunt, is talk to guys like myself that like to share things. Go to your local archery club. Go to Shields, your um, runnings or your fleet farm. Talk to the guys in the, the sporting goods area. And they'll, there's a lot of clubs out there, Pheasants Forever, Mule Deer Foundation, that will help um, first-time hunters get organized, get out there. There's things for kids. So there's a, a lot of um, untapped um examples or things that you can do out there if you find the right people will point you in the right direction yeah um um i always dream like i it's very difficult for me i i make it more difficult than it maybe is because there is a lot of public land also close by um but it's the education uh, uh i'm uneducated it's, it's intimidating yeah. and, that, and that's i see a lot of that it's intimidating to people to get out there and try something and the thing that helped me growing up is belonging to some of these clubs to these organizations because there's always somebody there like myself that's more than willing to take you under um, their wing and show you because for us in the outdoor industry um, nowadays with phones computers and things like that our kids are spending less and less time outside and matter of fact a study was done that Sometimes we're beating our heads against a wall trying to get kids into the outdoors and we should be looking at guys um, like yourself or people that are in college that have the financial means to do it and get them hooked on it and then they'll get their kids hooked on it. Um, so we spend a lot of time with youth, youth organizations, but again, getting somebody like you 
if I get you hooked on hunting, what are you going to do with your son? You know, yeah. so that's the way we look at it. And we want people because if we lose all our hunters, it won't take us long. And the anti-hunters will have everything shut down. Yeah. Do, do you get approached uh, by your audience? Do, do you get emails? Do you get uh, like, uh, yeah, we do. Requests? We, we, we get requests. We get asked. A lot of times people ask us if um, we would take them on a hunt or a thing like that. And I would take everybody hunting every day of my life if I had the time. But the problem is, is that a lot of times we get four days to hunt. We work with some organizations out there like the Outdoor Adventure Foundation where kids that are um, terminally ill. We work with the, um, uh, a program out in western North Dakota with um, wounded warriors and we take them on hunts. Um, a lot of times we just take friends or somebody, you know, that wants to go fishing. Um, again, all three of us that do this love to share the outdoors. So if we have time, um, I'll go down. I met a kid the other day. We went down, set up his bow, um, got him shooting and, and getting him on track so that he can go turkey hunting. So we're always willing to help anybody that we can. It's just a lot of it comes down to time. Yeah, I see. Well, you got me fired up again, actually. I just got a... A small Munsterländer hunting dog pointer retriever, um, and I want to try him as a as a pheasant dog, right. and um, I'll definitely hit. Maybe I contact you for a couple of location uh, suggestions. Well, and the thing about that is, I tell people, I said there's there's a lot of public land, and there I see guys that get out there. It's just fun. I used to have golden labs or yellow labs, and that's probably one of the reasons I don't hunt birds as often as I do now is because I have not replaced them since they passed away. But there's nothing more enjoyable than going out there. Even if you don't have your gun with you, just take your dogs out to some of those locations, work your dog, watch them um, flush the, the birds or point the birds, whatever you have, and um, get some of that confidence up. You may find some of those places uh, getting, you know, getting out there and just traveling around and and get out and talk to some of the farmers and, and just go introduce yourself to them and you might find yourself a little honey hole someday just by getting out and driving around just taking your dog for a walk in some of these areas yeah i i will do this yeah well um was there anything you wanted to share that i forgot to ask about no your i guess you know that's pretty much i just like i said it's there's a, a lot i get a lot of questions asked and i always tell people no matter what side of the fence you're on i had a lady come up and say she's a vegetarian absolutely nothing wrong with that i tell people that there's a lot of opinions in this world everybody has their own opinion and everybody thinks they're right just be kind in how you say it um kill them with kindness is, is my words and and like i said I think it will make the, the world a little bit better, whether you're a hunter um, against hunting. Just be use your words kindly, and you don't always have to agree with everybody, but sometimes you can disagree to disagree and, and go on with life and let everybody have a good time. I agree, and if anybody has further questions, uh, John is available here at our booth. And, um, yeah, thank you very much yeah, for coming. thank you for having me. It's been a, Uh, a nice event. It's nice to get out and talk to people. Like I said, this is how we gauge how our show is doing is by the people that come up and tell us, you know, thanks for putting on the show. We watched your show, caught your show this morning, um, that kind of thing. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this was already our uh, newest episode of the Lake Life Weekend podcast. We sure hope you enjoyed it. Uh, tune in again next week with another great guest and updates. 
Always check out our website, uh, lakelifeweekend.com. And if you have some comments, please feel free to email us at hello at lakelifeweekend.com. And uh, you have a wonderful weekend ahead. Uh-huh.